Most entrepreneurial leaders have a backstory. There's always a compelling reason that they started their business. And online sellers often share stories of what began with a product that they believed in or had a passion for. When Jessica Blackler started out providing makeup tutorials to transgender inmates in a prison in Bridgend, South Wales, she met people who were in the process of transitioning, who had never found acceptance. Her passion for makeup and compassion for the transgender community became the foundation of the Jekka Black brand, a now global brand that sells gender-neutral cosmetics all over the world. I'm Gareth Martin. And I'm Catherine Shepherd, And this is how to be an e-commerce here. Welcome back to the e-commerce here podcast brought to you by Tradebridge. This week, we met Jessica Blackler, the founder of Jekka Black, a gender-neutral cosmetics company. All entrepreneurial leaders have a story, but how does one take a gender-neutral makeup brand from Bridge End to the world? And the first question we have for Jessica was what inspired her to start? Yeah, so I was a makeup artist in film and TV. Um, after college, I went into, one, like I wanted to study um, to be in the film industry as a makeup artist. Um, I was inspired to do that by always being very artistic um, growing up. And I actually started doing an evening course whilst in college. So then I decided to be full-time um, studying that subject. So I studied um, in quite a well-known studio, film studio in, in Ealing, um, and was there for a year and really enjoyed it and then started to work, like actively work in the film industry after I'd qualified. And then there's obviously downtime when working in the film industry because you're obviously going from one, one gig to the next. So during that downtime, I was actually doing makeup lessons um, for people that were wanting to like learn how to do makeup or people that were going to an event of some sort um, and wanted their makeup done. So I then, basically, I was approached by someone that was transitioning and they wanted to learn how to do their makeup properly. So I, that's what I decided to do. I, I had one client. I started with one client. And at the time, I realized, actually, this could be this could be quite a need from from the from the trans community because when I had this client approach, I actually started talking to a few of my friends that um, are trans, and they said it's actually really important part of the journey, um, learning how to obviously present yourself. Um, so I then obviously started with one client, and then I built my clients up into like the hundreds um, and became well known for someone that was offering makeup lessons um, to the trans community. And I actually started working in prison and helping people that were transitioning inside as well. So yeah, I had like a whole spectrum of clients, more walks of life. And I was basically, I realized after a while, after doing it for a couple of years, that I was offering um, a service that obviously wasn't um, offered elsewhere, but also people were traveling far and wide to come and visit me because it was a safe space environment and they felt like they were being accepted in in the studio and I almost built like a safe space and we wanted to take that into a brand so I was inspired by my clients to create that from a service to a brand that could serve many different many more people um than I could in a studio um so that's kind of where the idea came from 
The incredible part of Jessica's story is that it's built on compassion. So I wanted to ask Jessica, how do you turn a, a venture of compassion into a real business model? So I almost had the customers before a brand or product. So that was um, that was a great way of starting. I knew because I'd served all these clients that I knew what they wanted and what, what they wanted from a brand. And I knew that their problem was that they felt very overlooked by the beauty industry and um, challenges that they faced, like, for example, covering beer shadow was something that wasn't spoken about by beauty brands. So I had like regular clients that I would work with to create the products and the first product was actually a beard shadow coverage but to be able to scale this out and to make it more of a kind of um, inclusive product not just for the trans community I also worked with people that were wanting um, products for other things like acne coverage and things like that so building out that focus group was super important to make sure that all the decisions that I was making I knew that the customer was buying into if that makes sense. So that was the first stage and we launched the first product in 2018 and then since then we still very much see ourselves as a community focused business and brands um, and we still very much work with like a focus group and have quite a strong community around the brand to help us on that journey. Yeah it was super exciting and I think I was really pleased that actually once that product launched people were buying into it and a lot of it was word of mouth at the beginning um, because then at that stage I hadn't raised funds so it was you know we were, we were really relying on I was really relying on that community that I had built and then when we went to raise funds it's all about obviously scaling that out that's when obviously we have to introduce different channels and try and build out the customer base um, as much as possible. Jacka Black was founded in 2018 and after two years of incredibly hard work, the brand had reached the point of scale. I think everyone in business knows the story of the supply chain chaos caused by 2020 and 2021. I wanted to ask Jessica how her business was impacted by all of the disruption. So 2020 to 2021 was our best year. Covid, obviously, you know, like you said, supply chain wasn't great, but lots of people we're still wearing makeup even when they were stuck in, indoors, uh, especially our customers. It's part of a routine. It's part of making yourself feel good in not such a good time, especially if you're still working and doing Zoom calls and things like that. So in terms of sales, like it was just different. People's makeup looks were different, obviously. Um, but our category as a brand, we're very focused on base so people are still using that whereas brands that focus more on like festival looks and things like that obviously that wasn't great but thankfully we're not really sat in that category of um color cosmetics and then like yeah we had a few challenges obviously with supply chain we had quite a lot of products you know delayed we we, we have our products made in the uk but we we do have products kind of ingredients and things like that traveling across the UK and we had yeah quite a lot of delays there but actually we have some good relationships with our supply um our customers you know our retailers so it didn't get to the point where I mean everyone accepted that delays were going to happen like once we knew you know the supply chain issues so it was just about working around that and managing those expectations. Makeup, like fashion, is highly trend-driven. 
The TV, film industry, and even social media has a direct impact on what people buy and wear. So I wanted to ask Jessica how Jekka Black addresses these trends. There's some really strong categories that are growing um, in the in the colour cosmetic space. Um, eyebrows, for example, is is here to stay. Like people are obsessed with their eyebrows, and that has been for some time now. But that's a, that's a category that people are kind of focusing on. And then obviously, like it's funny with social media and and TV shows. Like recently, we had I don't know if you've heard of Euphoria. This TV show, yeah. So that's this, these programs now that actually completely change the look of what people want because they have like some really cool like characters and their makeup's really cool and it changes the whole like category and people try and jump on that trend. But as a brand, we don't jump on trends. Like we're here to kind of gain those customers and have them repeating, and we really want to be there to serve a customer for their whole kind of looks, like 365 days of the year. We're not here. There are certain brands that jump on those trends, like those gimmicky kind of products, and, and they do really well, but it's just not the kind of direction, the strategy that we have. So with the brand established and Jekka Black as a staple of the makeup bag, I asked Jessica what her goals were for 2022 and beyond. In terms of this year, like we... Our, our strongest market is the US and that's and we, we've got a really strong B2B side of the US um, and now we're just trying to build out that D2C um, direct to consumer that's the goal there is to try and build it so that we're gaining more kind of um, customers and, and revenue through through the US and then other goals are the launch and the success of launch with a few collections that we're, we're launching in 2022 Finally, we wanted to ask Jessica her top three pieces of advice for e-commerce ears. So, okay, three. Uh, okay, the patience, being patient is definitely one, although it's an obvious one. I think when you first start out, you're so excited about the whole like idea and product and, and whatever it may be. And um, it's it does take time. It, it really does. Um, especially like when you start engaging with big retailers like for example we're with Walmart and you know they're huge and those conversations take so long and you just have to really be patient with it so expect it to take much longer than than you initially think but in a positive way it's not necessarily a negative second piece of advice is (laughs) I would say surround yourself this is another one surround yourself by mentors like I think initially when I first started out, I was very aware that obviously I hadn't had a business before. Um, I was young and I was ready to go and excited about it, but I needed, um, I didn't have like the kind of years of experience and the context that people people did in the industry. So I did surround myself by people like mentors and um you know, when we when we went to gain investment, we, we gained investment from strategic investors that were able to give advice as well. So that's another thing I would say. And that's for any entrepreneur. I think it's super important to have as many mentors as possible, especially if you're um, like if you haven't got a co-founder. I didn't have a co- I don't have a co-founder. So sometimes it's just nice to be able to bounce ideas off someone that isn't kind of in the day to day of the business, but is able to kind of give an objective um, point of view. I would say as well, like going back to my earlier point, just because this is a front of mind, but 
it's again like stick to stick to what you what you know and what you love like I do honestly think when people say to me like I've got a great business idea and that's obviously really that's really great like it's fantastic that you're thinking out the box and I always take my hat off to anyone that starts their own project because it is really difficult but I Jekka like it was it was quite organic the way it worked and I became obsessed with wanting to help my customers and that's what got me out of bed like the money didn't like there's no you know it's, it's all so hard everything's so hard at the beginning you have to sacrifice your social life your financial situation you know everything so it can be really um it's not the case of having a great idea I think it's you've got to really love it and really obsessed with the idea but basically um an idea that you have overnight isn't going to be what gets you out of bed each morning because it's it just gets so much more challenging than that to read more of jessica's story or for any advice on how to scale your e-commerce business simply visit www.tradebridge.com forward slash e-commerce You can download the podcast from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With special thanks to Jessica Blackler and the team at Tradebridge, I'm Gareth Martin. And I'm Catherine Shepherd. Thank you for listening. Thank you.